0: Welcome everyone, I am Michael your host for DePaganizing the Gospels. In this episode I will be presenting notes from the DePaganization of the Testimony of John chapter 4. The first note from chapter 4 is about verse 8. Parenthetical elements are the evidences that this testimony was editorialized or composed by someone other than the Apostle John who would not have needed to add these components of explanatory material because his testimony would have been intended for Jewish audiences. The purpose of these parenthetical elements is to provide this information for audiences other than Jews, which is an indication that all of it has been editorialized. The inclusion of this information is not relevant except to set up the premise that Jesus was alone with the woman at the well. The conversation that occurs becomes exposed as complete fraud because Jesus is alone with this woman. The story is fictional and this statement is clear proof that the testimony had been editorialized with literary components found in any made-up story. The next note is about verse 9, which says, The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan. How can you ask me for a drink? The statement, For Jews do not associate with Samaritans, has been omitted for being a curse of hate. The explanatory information was an example of racism, and it is a curse of hate embedded in the passage. The detail of the woman at the well does not appear in any other testimony, but it has a relevant value. Much of this story will be omitted, because it it has been editorialized to be racist and suggestive of an immoral relationship between Jesus and the woman. The next note explains the mission of verses 10 through 12. The statements being falsely attributed to Jesus suggested that he was telling the woman that he was God not only are these statements blatantly blasphemous, the event occurs in the absence of the disciples as noted in the parenthetical statements. So all of it is obviously fictionalized. The purpose of the parenthetical statements is to employ the technique of indirect characterization commonly used in drama, and the conversation portrays Jesus to have been conceited and self-absorbed. More of this type of characterization will be revealed in this depaganizing effort to expose the fraud and remove the curses. The next note explains the mission of verses 13 through 14. The statements being falsely attributed to being spoken by Jesus had the intent to portray him as self-exalting, self-absorbed, and conceited. Because the text of this gospel originated from Aramaic manuscripts dated to the 4th century, it is obvious that a pagan Roman altered the story. Additional changes were made to create the King James Version, and those heretical changes survived in the New International Version as well. The next note explains the mission of verses 15 through 19. The passage insinuated that Jesus knew the sins of others and that he was a mind reader. These were the powers of necromancy and sorcery that pagan Europeans believed were real. The gifts of the Holy Spirit given to Christ were limited to the three abilities of the archangels Fanuel, Michael, and Raphael. Gabriel's powers have been reserved for the second coming. Sarah Kyle is the only one of the holy angels who has the ability to know and record the sins of God's children. The burden of knowing the sins of mankind is so great that god gave this ability to only one archangel this ability has never been one of the gifts given to any man by the holy spirit if any man claims to know the sins of others that man knows them by communing with demons who possess the sinful and entice others to know sin but not by god's holy spirit the passage is rife with fraud that was perpetrated by a heretic whose contributions to this testimony was an attempt to denigrate Jesus by portraying him to have been a heretic. It has been heretics who have desired to know the sins of others and to hear their confessions. The ideology presented in this portion of the fraudulent tale had the purpose of supporting paganistic mythology and Catholicism, which is the religion of the Antichrist. The next note explains the mission of verse 22. The statement, You Samaritans worship what you do not know, We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews, has been deleted for being racist and fraudulent. Salvation does not come from the Jews, and there is nothing truthful about this being said by Jesus. The dialogue in this segment of the testimony is clearly for the purpose of creating a false dramatic effect to portray Jesus as a self-conceited racist. The next note explains the mission of verse 26. The statement, I who speak to you am he, has been deleted for being a fraudulent editorialization insinuating that Jesus exalted himself. The statement was not consistent with the character of Jesus at any time in his life. The purpose of this fraud is to portray Jesus as lacking humility, and all of this dialogue has been added to the testimony by the Antichrist. This type of characterization of Jesus does not appear in any other testimony. Removing the curse of false characterization and self-exaltation is part of the de paganization of the testimonies. The next note explains the mission of verses 35-39. through The passage was fraudulent editorialization that falsely characterizes Jesus as using pagan ideologies rather than the true scriptural references. The concept of fields ready to reap insinuates the purpose of Christ's message is to deceive others by misleading people. The Antichrist reveals itself in this reference because it is the Antichrist who preys on the gullibility and ignorance of people. The next note explains the mission of verse 42. The statement, They said to the woman, We no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves and we know that this man really is the savior of the world. Has been omitted as obvious fraud. The addition of this statement has the purpose of dramatization and is contradictory to what is being portrayed about Jesus. It is also a dramatic representation of the statements falsely attributed to Jesus that say the fields are ripe for reaping. The people are proven to be gullible in this statement. Additionally, the statement is anachronous and unsubstantiated in the absence of any real miracles of healing or exorcism. The statements are made based upon the premise of his words only. The passage is a complete fraud. The next note explains the mission of verse 44. The statement in parentheses, Now Jesus himself had pointed out that a prophet has no honor in his own country, has been omitted for being an obvious Fraudulent editorialization. While this statement appears in translation from the 4th century manuscript, it does not have the parentheses and the wording is different. The heretics who edited this testimony included this statement as plagiarized content found in another testimony. Adding this detail is also evidence that the heretic who edited this text was skilled at writing drama or understood the concept of using parenthetic elements in a text. The use of parentheses in this passage did not exist in the Aramaic manuscript from the 4th century. It is a fraud and a curse of fraud to include this statement with or without parentheses because it has no relevance in the circumstances of the story. The next note explains admission from verse 46. The statement, where he had turned the water into wine, has been omitted as another example of fraudulent editorialization that was used to support the earlier fraud of a false miracle that has been omitted to depaganize the text. Converting water to wine was magic or alchemy in pagan beliefs. And this ability does not come from the anointing of the Holy Spirit. The next note explains the mission of verse 48. The statement, unless you people see miraculous signs and wonders, Jesus told him, you will never believe, has been omitted as another example of fraudulent editorialization that was evidence of false characterization being credited by the heretics who edited the text of the testimony in the 4th century AD. Jesus is being portrayed as being perturbed about being asked to help others. This same thread of character appears in other testimonies, and the alterations in other testimonies are connected to this one by that similarity of false characterization. The purpose in altering other testimonies to be similar to what appears in this one is to create a false validity. Jesus Christ was not self-absorbed nor conceited; that He would make these statements denigrating people for their request to heal them or cast out demons. The last note explains an omission from verse fifty-four. What is missing from the testimony is the matter of how this miracle occurred. There is no telling of how Jesus most likely prayed privately for the healing of this child. And the insinuation is that the event of healing occurred simply because Jesus said it was so. The heretics who edited the testimony also removed details of truth while inserting details of fraud. Well, that is all for this episode. Be sure to subscribe for notifications. Thank you for listening. I am Michael.